0: Hey gorgeous souls, welcome to the Soul Aligned Living Podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you all. So go make yourself comfortable and settle in for some deep soul talk, high vibes and a good dose of laughter. So this is a sacred place that I've created where we're going to be talking about all things related to feminine leadership, spiritual entrepreneurship, money, energetics and soul purpose. My name's Alera Dawn and I'm a coach for feminine spiritual entrepreneurs who desire to expand to the next level of freedom, wealth, joy, and pleasure. I help women take back their power, rewrite their stories, and create soul-aligned lives and businesses. You can come and join me in the Awakened Feminine Soulpreneur group on Facebook that's free and I'd love to welcome you there. Or you can connect with me on Instagram, which is Alara. You can also check out all the regular free Powerful Energetic Activations and Courses on my site www.purelight1111.com So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome, gorgeous souls! So I'm super excited for you to be joining me today, and this is the first of the Soul Aligned Living podcast. And I really hope that you enjoy this, and I would love to hear from you. If you want to connect with me um, through my Facebook group, the Awakened Feminine Soulpreneur Group, or DM me on uh, Instagram, which is Pure Light Alara. I'd love to hear your feedback, and obviously, if you enjoy this, do give me a comment or some ratings. So. Today, I'm going to be using my own kind of guidance on what I feel I want to start this podcast off with. Now, everything that I express through my soul aligned business has literally been a journey of transformation that has happened literally over decades. And what I wanted to kind of share with you today is really about this concept of what is your why, and how when we start to explore that, often. I'm seeing many women kind of sitting on the fence because they're not 100% trusting their intuition, their guidance, that inner calling, that passion, firstly, to even trust that their desire or their interest of what they feel that they would love to be doing and who they might want to help or how they might want to express that. Often they're not trusting it or tapping in. But often the biggest piece is that they're ignoring the fact that they've been through this school of learning, all these initiations that have taken them on all of these amazing transformations to where they are now, meaning that they are already the expert. They are already proficient in understanding their potential ideal client or the potential people that they feel most called to work with and assist because they've already been there, they've done that. And I often have to kind of coach women into recognizing that often you are thinking in the old 3D linear way, in that I need a piece of paper, a certificate, a qualification, another course to be able to prove that I am valid by somebody else's standards, that I can assist you in whatever challenge you're, you're trying to overcome. And quite frankly, I think it's bullshit. I think that it is a construct that we have been wired and programmed into um, along the lines of our educational system, like there's a hierarchy, like you're not good enough, that you trust, you know, basically a piece of paper and what somebody else's validation of your scoring versus your own intuition, your own inner being, your guidance. And often the wars, transformations and inner alchemy that you've actually been through in your own life. Now, to give a bit of context here um so my background's quite diverse um and so is my why and I want to also share this because I want to also allow you to recognize that nothing is static and everything is changing and expanding and evolving and that will actually include your why because where you start off from is very unlikely to be where you're going to be in a year, two or three years and the guidance that I've had literally in 2019 on the level of acceleration and opportunities we're going to have, i.e. how rapid it is, times that by 10 in 2021. The guidance I was given is that essentially if you have the strong foundations in place with your business, you have the potential with the energies to align to the type of acceleration that you would have and expansiveness in growth in income that would normally take five years. You can do it in a year or two. So that's some Big, big energy supporting the divine feminine being out there. But what I want you to recognise is that this stuff happens super quick when you actually lock in your desire, you lock in your why and you just go for it. You stop questioning and you trust. This is all this magical cycle of trusting, releasing, letting go, allowing yourself to be this conduit for your soul to express in whichever way. You know, you can do it one way, one week, one way, another week. You run your own business, you, you are the one creating your own centre stage, nobody needs to give you approval. This is literally the first opportunity that women have been given, this amazing opportunity, this silver spoon is how I describe it. You might not have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth and all the wealth and opportunities and support and loving, caring family. However, women have never actually been given this silver spoon, which is the opportunity to actually create a centre stage for themselves, to align themselves to those that want to hear their message, to get paid abundantly for being themselves, having impact, having power, inspiring others. I mean, and doing it in a state that you can bring all of your spiritual, multidimensional, funky selves to the table, along with all of your amazing, rich, soul juicy stuff from your lives and package it up in a way that is going to just be unique to you and is going to help all those that it aligns with. And we get this all for free on social media and opportunities through groups and connecting in the way that we're creating a completely different industry. and. It's amazing. This is why I'm bringing this um, point to the table, because we have this amazing opportunity with the energetic cycles that are happening, with all the inspiration and the support that we have with all of the peers that are the other women that are stepping up and showing you that it's possible for you as well. So when you lock in your why and when you are not just sat on the fence doubting yourself and when you recognize you're the basically the creator of your own reality, And you kind of recognize that, you know, you've created a training ground as a soul. You came here, you incarnated, you had karmic links and you had things that you wanted to line yourself up with so that you basically got a refresher in your power, taking it back, stepping into it, um, you know, mastering certain things or integrating mastery that you've already had. it was all part of the parcel of where you're getting to and where you're going and where you are now. So... When we kind of acknowledge that there is a why there and you have a purpose for being here and, you know, at core, you know, part of our purpose is essentially having this physical experience. So one of our core purposes is being healthy, recognizing that when we're in joy and we're actually using this inner compass, i.e. when things feel good, you know, time flies when you're having fun. That's when you're going to be in flow. You're going to probably get more inspired action. You're going to have more joy and fun. That's the juicy loveliness that we've actually kind of been shown the polarity we've learned a lot through struggle we've lined ourselves up for a lot of struggle this new shift that women are going into is actually taking us into a six-dimensional consciousness over the next year to 18 months for those that really want to step into that meaning you're done with the kind of flying up and down with duality chaos the pain the trauma the stories which is absolutely fine that was your training ground that will help you connect and help others to step out of that way of being so When you lock in your why, rather than thinking that you are your story, rather than thinking that everything that happened to you, that somehow life was against you and the world was against you, when you actually take a step back and go, you know what, actually, I've just, who needs a blooming degree? I've actually been through this absolute woven magical journey of self-empowerment and soul journey, and I've seen all aspects of myself and all the different dynamics and the richness that brings... How can I translate that to help others? How can I bring the magic out of the experiences, the full range and richness of feelings and emotions and and dynamics and being able to learn to say no and pulling my power back and understanding I'm a multidimensional being who has had so much wisdom and power and magic through different lifetimes. And actually, you know what? I don't need to do it again. I can actually integrate it now like a download How magical if I can share all of these learnings, these teachings, these adventures I've had so that somebody else can accelerate quicker. And that's pretty much, I guess, really partly what I'm doing with my why and how I've transformed my stories into something that is empowering others to accelerate through their journey. Because we're not meant to do it alone this time around. And we're also not meant to be doing it through struggle, unless you choose, because obviously you have free will, you have an opportunity to sit on the fence for many years and feel quite uncomfortable because it will get more uncomfortable, that big boot of the soul will come in and make it more and more uncomfortable for you. Or you can actually see that what is possible for others is possible for you and actually stepping out of your comfort zone every day, just a little bit. Actually, when you lean into that, you're smashing through glass ceiling after glass ceiling. And actually, it becomes quite fun because you realise that that's a cycle. You're not going to die. You can survive through all these cycles and changes. And actually, when you start doing it with intention, you start to actually create something you really want rather than feeling like life is happening to you. So I grew up um, in a family where I had, I would say, narcissistic parents. Father, probably on the psychopathic scale, should never have had children um, all the issues that they had between each other, they, rather than dealing with it with each other, they were very violent. My mum knew every button to manipulate and press every button in my dad. He would go from zero to 100 to rage. And from his perspective, my voice was a trigger for him. So literally, even from the womb, he was hitting her. And even from... Um, early childhood, I was being, and I'm talking kind of toddler, being hit. So um, lots of karmic stuff going on there, lots of all of that past life stuff playing out. And, you know, lots of distortion. Now, I recognised that all the way through, I then had siblings that I ended up kind of playing the parent to, Um, you know, there was severe neglect. But within that, there was this fire in me that I was not willing to adhere to their level of crazy I wasn't going to be put in the box I wasn't going to be put in the box and suppressed in the way that they wanted me to be my dad still had the the mentality that children should be seen and not heard so you know we tread on eggshells and as I got into my teenage years then it became the competition for my mum because she was jealous she saw the opportunities that I was getting and you know I would get good feedback at school I would get good feedback you know from connections outside of home and then it was in home it was this distortion So I made a massive, massive choice for myself. I was like, I am not going to adhere to this. And, you know, that meant I would get hit because I would speak out and not basically agree with their crazy thinking. I was not going to betray myself in that way. And what this meant was it kind of lit this fire. It lit this fire that I had to choose. I had to choose how my life was going to turn out because I could either bow down to the illusions, the bullying, all of the other crap, or I had to get out and make a choice for myself. So at, I think it was a month after my 18th birthday, I'd already bought myself a car at 17, I'd had part-time jobs since I was 15, earning money, getting used to having my freedom. It In that home environment... Uh, My dad was the one that was the one with the money. So he was the one with the power. So my mum didn't work. So I recognised that as soon as I could get a part-time job, it meant I didn't need to ask ask them for any money. Therefore, I had more control. So it got to the point where the only control they had over me was pretty much the fact that I lived at home and it was about money. So I got myself a job and moved out of home after my 18th birthday. And there was a very small period of time where... They actually tried to kind of destroy the job that I had um, that I then cut contact. I made that decision that I was not going to. I knew I knew there was no way that I could have the things I designed in my life if I still had that level of toxicity of people that would never, ever be happy for me. And I had to accept that. But I had to also recognize that that was their story, their pieces that they had not resolved, that they were projecting against me. And I was not going to allow that to be a... Branding on me because it actually ended up being such a massive piece of me taking my power back. And many people didn't understand it. Many people did not understand it. And they, you know, would question almost as though, is there some secret badness in me? And it just kind of, you know, that's something that I've accepted that. Not everybody is able to connect to any other experiences other than themselves and what they've been through. But one of the biggest things out of all of it was that I was always very, very kind. I was always compassionate. I, even through all of those situations, I was always able to kind of feel and see into other things. Now, another thing to add here is that I was highly psychic. My earliest memories were of seeing seeing people walking through walls. So I was always getting... Psychic downloads. I was always alerted to basically diffusing really dangerous situations in the house. Um, we had a lot of psychic activity going on, a lot of poltergeists and bits and pieces happening, often because of the level of violence that was going on and the energies that were being um, brought in because of the the violence. Um, it was a real initiation into the darker stuff, the shadow stuff. And I know, as a soul, I am a shadow worker. But what I recognize is that that ancestral line is connected into some of the darkest energies on this planet. So it was a complete initiation. And also in recognizing um, my own abilities and powers at a very young age, um, there would always be a kickback. If something if my dad did something to me, interestingly, something would end up happening to him. And I always was very, very, and this also happened with boyfriends, actually. I remember when I was um, around 17 and I had quite a controlling boyfriend at the time. um, I remember getting out the car, being safe. And then he literally drove off home and was kind of pulled off the road. And it was like, okay, there's karma here. There is, I'm protected in some level that even if I haven't got a family structure around me, there is something else that is protecting me. I'm meant to be here for some reason. You know, I'm not meant to be in danger. I'm not meant to be experiencing this abuse all the time. And if I take myself out of alignment with people that are like that, then I'm keeping on the track that I need to be on. And I learned that really, really early on. And I saw it in very exaggerated physical experiences and, um, I just really had to trust in myself and throughout my kind of youth I had been really interested in drama and went to like part-time drama school and did dance and things like that so I built my confidence up and was able to communicate and put myself out there and I recognized that that was more than most of my peers would have done so I ended up working for an investment bank at I think I was 19 and I just took the opportunity and I rolled with it and I put myself out there and I trusted and went with it. And because of that, I built a lot of confidence. I got a lot of um, assistance through, you know, work and the training and being in an environment with people that were at least 10 years older than me. I then was put in situations that were client facing. Within two years, I was working in New York, managing a team of eight people doing a migration. I then moved to London. This I moved to London at 23 and was at one point the only girl on the trading floor. Um, so, you know, I've worked through two big financial crashes including the 9-11 and the 2008 crash I've worked through all these different cycles of what's happened in the money system I've kind of been through all these transformations so I had a really deep understanding of kind of money fear cycles but additionally I was realizing that all this experiencing i transforming the story that I was kind of brought up with and recognizing that there was there was something else missing and I remember being about 25 and reading all these different books on people that had had horrific childhoods and they'd written their story their memoirs and I remember thinking one day I'm going to share my story one day I'm going to write a book and I will this is one of the to-dos and um but I never quite knew what to do with it because I was always the youngest in an environment where people were much older than me and I actually used to get quite a lot of um Uh, negative feedback bullying because of my age Um, and it wasn't until I moved to London that I ended up getting promoted two levels because people were like you've actually been kept back grade wise because of your age so all of this kind of you know um not necessarily just it's discrimination, sex discrimination, age discrimination that I experienced, but I kind of pushed past it all. So I was pushing past all of these kind of like barriers of women being in their power, women being able to accelerate through the banking system, getting my VP, doing all these different things, which was great. But then I knew that there was something else. And I went and did a coaching course uh, when I was about 25, but then didn't wasn't really enthralled with it. And I don't think it was hugely established at that time. Um, I'm 40 now. And um, at the time I was in a seven and a half year relationship. And um, by the end of my 20s, I was engaged. We were about to get married and um, the wedding was planned. The dresses, dress was booked, you know, bought, shoes, all the rest of it. Honeymoon booked. And I started getting some very, very big epiphany stuff going on. And it was pretty much um, showing me a future timeline that if I'd stayed with this man, I'd be a widow at 40 with two children. And throughout that period, his drinking issue, which was like functioning alcoholic in the kind of finance land, um, would have escalated. And I would be pretty much holding fort, you know, with the two kids, him, because he was not really going to step up. And I literally was woken up in the middle of the night, three in the morning with a big, loud wake up, a voice. And I was shown this timeline like clairvoyantly. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is like a week before Christmas. Oh my gosh, I've got to take some action. So I waited to the week after Christmas and sat him down and had the conversation. You know, it's like either we, I can't do this anymore. Either we go to counselling and we work on this or it has to end. And he wasn't willing to recognise that he had an issue with the drinking or any other emotional stuff. You know, the fact that there was this disconnect that obviously that brings with an addiction in a relationship. And so I had to make the decision. So I literally unraveled my life, which was, you know, seven and a half years with this man. Um, And he'd been my my family, so had his family. So I was kind of losing that massive secure base that I had as well. I cancelled the wedding and I moved out and I didn't quite know where my life was going to take me, but I knew that I had to do it. And then um, as I did that, Uh, The 2008 crash happened and I'd literally just moved jobs a few months before. So I was in the most insecure position that I could have been in um, job wise and everything else going on. But I knew it was a reason I knew that I had to follow that um, situation and follow that guidance and trust trust that there was something better out there for me and that I deserved to be in a relationship where I didn't feel lonely and I felt supported and I felt loved and I wasn't willing to settle for anything less and I recognized that I did not want my children to be brought into an environment whereby that was their dad that was not going to be on my conscience that was not going to be part of my reality so again I had to make a big decision to choose myself listen to my intuition choose myself and get out of there and um The following year, I spent twice a week going off to Harley Street, having something called cognitive analytical therapy, going deep into attachment theory, childhood neglect, um, all the patterns. So I basically had my first initiation into unraveling the fact and even actually sharing some of my story and someone acknowledging the fact that it wasn't me. Your parents were neglectful. They were abusive. Even on the outside, people would not necessarily have seen that because they wore a lot of masks. It was a lot of veneer. Um, You know, I wasn't walking in with like broken arms and stuff so it wasn't the level of neglect that most people assume but it was you know it was hidden basically so actually validating that experience and recognizing that I'd attracted and created a relationship with somebody who where there was kind of codependence and that I was the one that was holding it all together it was just repeating the same pattern of my childhood of me pretty much pairing playing the parent and having no support so I remember after that I had my big first why moment which was okay, how could I help somebody overcome the situation that I've been through in a kind of an accelerated way? Because I recognize that, you know, I've been through a lot and I if I can help someone else, even one person, um, transform and be able to acknowledge and use the, the experiences I've had for good, then there's been purpose for it. And it was only at that point really that I changed my life I pretty much let go of massive groups of friends who were hugely into partying I signed up and went back to uni and started doing a course to decide what type of therapy I wanted to train in and um, I ended up going back to uni so it was kind of like okay well if my weekends are doing uni and, and I'm in finance day to day then I have to really get my priorities straight and I can't be out partying and drinking if actually I'm going to be stepping into the role of helping people who might also actually be dealing with addictions. So I need to sort my own shit out and make sure that I'm aligned and clear because I'm not somebody that is going to say one thing and do another. It's just not part of my makeup. Like, um, so it's, you know, big on integrity. So it kind of just propelled me onto a path where actually I was fully going next step, next step, next step, rather than there was nobody out there guiding me and saying, this is where you should be going. It was fully aligned into what felt right for me. And um, that kind of took me on this journey, basically, where I was um, really kind of um, learning to trust myself. And my why at that point expanded, I ended up training in gestalt therapy, After going into seeing that, I realized by the time I qualified, I did not want to practice it. I also um, trained as a clinical hypnotherapist. And when I saw that part, I realized the magic in it and I realized the power in it. And I saw actually how rapidly it could transform things. And I was like, this makes more sense to me. And it was also beginning to bring in more of the subconscious stuff. And it was only after I'd qualified in that, that then the soul work came along. So my why was kind of in the background. I kind of knew I wanted to help people, didn't quite know how. I thought that I would end up settling down and having kids and this would be a little part-time hobby. But my soul had other plans for me. And it was only really when the big, okay, you need to come out of the spiritual closet you are highly psychic, you are tapping into everything under the sun, you get all these downloads, yet you do not show that side to everybody. You're sat in you know, finance land on the trading floor playing one role, but you've got this massive part of yourself that you are not integrating, yet there is magic there all of that came up in rapid succession with a ton of past lives and stuff coming up. Now, even as a child, I would see the past lives that were going on and playing out between my family dynamics. So I was already knowing that I was tapping into things. In my early 20s, I was tapping into Atlantean timelines and bits and pieces. So I knew about them, but I didn't know that actually there were energy bleeds that were affecting where I was now. And it was really when I recognized that i'd done all of this talking therapy i'd done all you know i trained i'd done all the hypnotherapy stuff but still still these cycles continued that i realized okay there's something else here and it was then at that point that the push came in that okay next initiation i had to deal with about 300 past lives which were coming up in flashbacks through dreams day to day i learned how to go into different timelines and clear at root whilst being in the toilet at work um I was tapping into grids. I was getting downloads. I was, it was like accelerated and it was overwhelming and I could not find people that I could work with that would be able to actually, they might clear a little bit or give a little bit of insight, but they weren't getting to the root. And that was part of my, again, the next initiation, which took me on this journey of, okay, I need, I'm going on another into the depths here. And I obviously built a huge encyclopedia in my you know psychic library to help me but once I kind of overcame that which actually was about tapping into my soul and my wisdom and actually starting to really ignite my power on different levels to be able to transform the stuff that I was doing um, that I got to a point where I was like okay again my next why is how could I help someone go from this rapid awakening to being in a spot to be able to take start their own businesses but not have to basically manifest the clients and the drama in their business to clear up this stuff, to do this beforehand. And that was the... the founding of my online twin flame healing program, which was literally going through past lives. It was going through soul fragment retrieval, deep regression work, because I knew that that was the level that was needed because that is what I needed myself. And it was like ancestral pieces, the drama triangle. There were so many components that I pulled together from my clinical training, but also from more grounded experience along with the very deep kind of soul realignment and more of the quantum stuff. So all of my why's, Led and expanded and grew. And when it got to that point, I was then given a very, very clear message. You have to have your business launched and ready to go global. You're going to have clients all over the world by the 24th of August 2017. So I rolled with it. I had no guidance other than the fact that. You know, I learned very quickly. I do have a techie background, kind of understanding of business and finance. And I knew that ultimately if I build a business, there has to be automation, there has to be stuff that means I'm not faffing around because I didn't have time. I, it was a side hustle. And I need to set it up that it, it not only flies high with the esoteric stuff, but it needs to be grounded because otherwise it's not going to be understandable by people. People will not find it safe. And what I mean by that is, I knew that I would be attracting people that were, you know, professionals, people that, you know, in other times might thought they had gone absolutely bonkers because they're connecting into stuff. My, my, My first clients were like CEOs of businesses and MDs and business owners in finance and lots of different areas. So... I knew that because that was my background, I attracted in highly functioning, wealthy people that were going through rapid transformation and needed help. So I knew that if I built my business and it was something that I would be attracted to and I would buy from, then I was going to be able to have, I was going to be like seen in a different way and I knew that I would feel good about it. It would be aligned. I got my brand aligned to those things from day one. So my why was really about how would I help a version of myself a few years back in my journey? And it's expanded. I know that there are future things for me to bring out, but, that, you know, I don't get shown everything because it would just be too overwhelming. So I want you to kind of take some of this story and I will share more bits as we go on with this podcast. But share, I guess, consider yourself the expert already consider that you have all the tools consider that your why does not need to be set in stone and another statement to this is your i am statement i.e., who you label your identity as now it changes every time you up level my learning my healing my clearing the initiations that i get placed on are continual so my i am statement at the beginning of 2020 is different now than it was then so because of the level of evolution the fact that I've opened myself up as this kind of conduit so I will you know integrate an initiation I will embody it I will make the changes I will then birth it into some kind of product program immersion so I will teach that is part of the gift so my why is really about bringing my soul expression through this, this business that I've created so that more and more people can actually step away from the experiences that they had in the past, can really transform the stories, not be bound by them, and start actually creating really good, enjoyable, joyful, pleasure-filled lives. To step, There's a big piece that I work on with women, in particular those that have had like the history through the priestess lineages, we're not meant to be doing this in suffering and, you know, the old healers that basically earn no money and the guilt and not feeling that you, you know, if you're, if you have um, a, a lineage in those realms, often you will not have a partner. You would have devoted your life to God. And, you know, a lot of the religious programming meant that you were not attached to the kind of material world. Well, we're not here to recreate the past. We're not here to start playing out some kind of, archetypal identity role from the past I would say my role is as a modern day high priestess I integrate high magic in my day-to-day it's integrated embodied in my my expression of how I run my life and my business and I share all of my magic my experiences all of the not just esoteric but I mean some of it's galactic I mean literally I bring all of me to the table in my uniqueness and either you like me or you don't and I don't have any I'm quite neutral about it quite frankly because I couldn't not be otherwise it would actually be like a chink in my armor I if I'm if I'm caring so much about what people think then I'm going to censor myself and this is not a time period for women to be getting into that bullshit of censoring yourself or comparing yourself like we have never ever been safer to get out there and be ourselves and we need to really relish that opportunity so my why is really about bringing the the fuel, that little spark that I had as my 18-year-old self to get myself out of a toxic, abusive relationship with my family, not caring what other people thought, knowing I had to do it for my own soul good, to take that spark and that fire and that story and then ignite it in others. To be the feminine leader that I'm, I'm growing and expanding and, you know, all my experiences often... Get birth through my work and I share stories a lot of the time but it's because it's healing it's healing not only to necessarily share it but to show that I'm not defined by it there's a lesson in everything there's a gift in everything and actually I always will find the gift and the positive so I actually end up expanding my abundance through the initiations that I create because it's always expanding and this is, I guess, one of my my whys is helping women tapping into desire, tapping into the potential that your voice, your spoken words about yourself and how you just talk generally in life, how you look after yourself from a self-care and prioritizing yourself first, it's all your magic power there. Yet society's wired us to be sacrificial lambs who feel guilty for like, even going to bed at the time we want to go to or doing some exercise. All this bullshit has taken us further and further out of our power. All this bullshit around guilt and shame for our sensuality and our sexuality and actually our sexual energy is one of the most powerful creative energies on this planet. So, of course, wire is up with guilt for that. So one of my big pieces is, is feminine empowerment. It's about literally stripping back and unlearning all of the conditioning that is just not serving us anymore and allowing yourself just to be, to recognise that all of this stuff is just boxes that we've been placed in. It's all harmony blockers to ultimately free-flowing energy. And we are source energy in physical form anyway. So free-flow energy means basically the money the abundance the love the joy all of the good stuff we just have to take ourselves out of the boxes we need to start using our voices more and we need to just actually start following our desires giving ourselves permission to say yes to ourselves and I'm going to leave it at that because I think this is quite a magical start to kind of leave it all on and I will share more of my story um as it's always evolving and for those of you that tap in on IGTV with me or um, come and do the regular 11 resets that I do which is a deep kind of whatever is needed for the group collective in the Awakened Feminine Soul Planner group I will often bring through some kind of uh, transmission so that might be light language with some matrix recalibration or whatever it is it'll be brought in and it's divinely you know needed for the group so come and join me If this has resonated with you and you're curious and, you know, I am a catalyst soul just being in my vortex and tapping in and what I'm saying. Don't be surprised if this brings stuff up for you. If it's triggered you, then there's a gift there as well. And um, yeah, this is all with love. I want to see more of us out there being happy, having some of the good stuff now and knowing that it's possible to go from, you know, basically the darkest of the dark and transform that because you get to choose and it is all possible so I'm sending you so much love and I've really loved connecting all with you and looking forward to sharing more with you in the future take care bye-bye thank you for listening today gorgeous souls and if you're enjoying the soul Lined living podcast I'd be so grateful if you would give it a review that would be absolutely amazing thank you to you all and look forward to sharing the next episode with you very soon take care bye-bye